The views and opinions expressed on Smack My Pitch Up are those of the panelists and not those of GUI Network, their sponsors, or any of the properties mentioned. Listener discretion is advised. This podcast is rated R for violence, language, and nudity. Well, it's a podcast, so you won't see the nudity. I just do it to make the guest uncomfortable. In a world gone mad with unnecessary reboots, remakes, and sequels, only one podcast has the guts to make it even worse. This is Smack My Pitch Up. Geeks, and welcome to a Christmas spirited edition of Smack My Pitch Up, the podcast that reboots, remakes, reimagines, sequels, sidequels, and adapts some of your favorite and least favorite properties from TV, film, and what have you. And tonight we have, in honor of the holiday season, a return to something that we've done on a previous uh, holiday season. We are doing our own Hallmark style holiday movies for the Christmas season. So these are not necessarily technically a reboot or remake of a specific property, but more so a version of a pretty standard cookie cutter uh, or gingerbread cookie cutter in this case uh, style of film that we've come to know and some people appreciate uh, that makes up the holiday season on the Hallmark channel. For those unfamiliar with the Hallmark movies, they release like 12 new movies a year and they're all a lot of the same actors in them. Uh, they have the same kind of tropes that run across all of them. And so this is an opportunity for us to kind of explore those tropes that are used to kind of throw all these different movies together for one season a year. And to help me along the way on this episode to come up with her own versions as well as a playoff of mine as well, we've got the host of Deeply Upsetting, Amy Bogart is here. Hello. Hello. We have watched a number of really bad like z-budget romantic comedies together too many but also never enough never enough Mm -mm. and partly it's just because we they are so god-awful that it's so much fun to it's a blast so much fun to pick on them Mm -hmm. and pick them apart and just the dialogue is is wonderful wonderfully terrible (laughs) the acting is the these are one phoned in phoned in one take movies they are not one take wonders yes absolutely (laughs) and we've watched some holiday ones we've watched some just like standard Mm -hmm. deals so we know the tropes relatively well we do i am realizing now i did not put a talking animal in mine and now i'm ashamed that is kind of important um there was the uh i think it's brain power media yes is the uh the company we love brain power media romance novel adaptations that uh they always have like a talking animal in their movies Honestly, genius. It's pretty great. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have not had the emotional energy to watch My Best Friend from Heaven, which is about a talking dog that is voiced by Chris Christopherson. Gotta get on that. (laughs) Gotta get on that. Very excited about that. Yeah. Too excited. I feel like it's going to be, we're hyping it up so much that it might be disappointing. Like it might be somewhat sane in some way. And then we'll be like, oh, this sucks. Oh, this is not nearly as fun. No, no. Yeah. Very possible. But we... Talking about sane, I don't think either one of us really went with that approach to these movies. These aren't supposed to be good. These are supposed to be like buck wild. We tried to recently watch a holiday Hallmark style movie that involved like a a bed and breakfast that was haunted by a ghost. Oh my God. We didn't even get through that one. We that didn't. That's a different type of bad because we love it when they're bad. When you have somebody to pick it apart with, it's just like the best pastime of all time. But if it's not even funny bad, it's just sad more than anything else. And I think both of us were getting kind of sad. Just uncomfortable and like there was there was not even any charm to how bad it was. No, it was just very sad. So hopefully the versions that we're going to be giving you on this episode are going to be more the charming wackadoo style of romantic comedy. Exactly. That we know and love for mm-hmm. the holiday season. Mm-hmm. So um this is going to be slightly different than we normally do on a regular episode because normally we have a fu- uh, like a real take mm-hmm. and a remix take, like a wackadoo right. take. But the whole point is, is is these movies are 
batshit crazy. Oh, they're already full fuck it. So full fuck it. We so, didn't want to do a serious one. No, and Ugh. there's no point in really doing four versions of Wackadoo. Like, let's really center in on our two versions, mm-hmm. one version a piece, and then we can like play with each other's uh, ideas a little bit and kind of flesh them out a little bit more as we go. So right, we're really this is such an important subject matter. We want to take the time to have two really solid versions yes. instead of four okay versions. Exactly. So. Exactly. So for uh, for your version, I'm yeah. going to be focusing primarily on the plot more so than the casting. Ooh, we'll I feel really good about my casting. No, my though. casting is pretty solid too. I feel like I definitely uh, kind of centered in on some of these uh, classic choices for- yes for uh, Hallmark movies. So. There are definitely some themes that we'll get into with the casting itself. So as far as, and I did not pick a director. Oh uh, no, was, I didn't either. Yeah, I don't think any director that is a named director would do a I Hallmark movie. I hope not. I mean, who knows? Like, maybe that's their dream. It's my dream, yeah, so. <laughs> Taika Waititi presents. <laughs> I would watch the fuck out of that. Lay bells ring. <laughs> yeah. Starring, I would love to see it. the chubby kid from Deadpool 2 and uh, Hunt Melissa for the Joan Hart. And Melissa Joan Hart, right? <laughs> I think we have gold here. Oh, we got to hit him if up. If I was a director, uh-huh. if I was like a well-known director at his caliber, I would 100% do like a a one-week shooting schedule, mm-hmm. no-budget Hallmark mm-hmm. movie just for the fuck of it. I would love to do it. It'd be yeah. so much fun. I would want to star in it, write it, direct it. Well, there's been just a, a one-woman show. A few actors that have done that kind of thing before. There's, uh, I think it was Will Ferrell and... I forget the female SNL cast member that they did a Lifetime movie. Oh, wow. I don't know about that. And they played it completely straight. Like they didn't like wink at the camera at all. For... Wait, was it for Lifetime? It was for Lifetime. What? Yeah. They just wanted to do one. And uh, how do I not know about this? I'll, I'll look it up while we're doing the thing and see this if I can get This is extremely a... my shit. So yeah, they, they, it's not even like parodying a Lifetime movie. They are just in a Lifetime movie playing it fucking fully straight like they're wow not, they're not winking to the camera at all wow okay well i wish we weren't doing this so i could go look that up right now right. but okay let's and get then, through uh, this then <laughs> what's this fuck uh 127 hours uh oh uh james franco james franco was on like general hospital or something oh that's how he got to start though no but he went back and did stuff later after he made it he might really have, he might have reclaimed his role or something but like he went back and did like soap operas for a minute wow just for the fuck of it good for him yeah, yeah good for him. i love that I love actors that take themselves like not too seriously mm-hmm. and can go jump in and do. The oh yeah, things, but... well, because soap opera acting would be so fun. So fun. besides the fact that you're learning your lines like fucking ASAP. Oh, immediately because yeah. it's daily. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I uh, I'm interested to see what we decide to do with our versions here. Mm-hmm. Now I, I feel like the title is really going to kind of inform what the a lot of these movies. It's either something completely general that has no nothing to do with the story at all mm-hmm. or it you know the entire plot just from the title mine is the latter mm-hmm. okay mine is also pretty close to the latter oh as well. good so, okay what is your title a covid christmas change of heart oh no yeah oh you're hitting i think a, probably a few tropes on this one i got topical yeah look at this <laughs> timely timely yeah in 20 years when they're like, when did this movie? Oh, yep. 2020. Uh, 2020. Yep. That's when this movie came out. The year out. of hell. It's not going to be like 2022 and be like, no. wow, that's dated. <laughs> exactly. What's yours called? Uh, mine, I decided to go with uh, something a little bit more sci-fi. Oh, excuse me. Not very. I mean, about as sci-fi as any Hallmark movie would ever yeah. get. Uh, so mine is uh, Grandpa Got Run Over by a Spaceship. Wow. Is the name of mine. Wow, so, wow, wow. I'm very excited to find out what yours is about I now. I have like a actually pretty intricate plot to Oh fuck, I don't. throw out to you. Well, then let's start with yours and Oh we can great, play, my we can basic bitch plot. Yeah, we can, no, we're going to we're going to develop it together. We're going to Okay. flesh this out. While I get into the plot, am I also letting you know the actor so we can visualize? Absolutely. Okay, great. Also, I want to do a disclaimer that uh this these uh, pitches that we're doing are the property of the uh, GR network and the respective people on this panel. And if Mar Vista <laughs> wants to approach us about getting a fully fleshed out script for this, we are 100% interested. Oh yeah. Hallmark movies and mysteries hit us up. <laughs> I, we've talked about that, that we absolutely want to write a, we have talked about this very intricately on our podcast, deeply upsetting before. Sure. And we've gotten a little like too excited. So let's see how this goes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel and like we're gonna get 
fucking hype. And you know what, Mar Vista? If you like this one, we can just keep doing pitches of oh, Hallmark movies. Oh, we have movies so many good ideas. And just like knock them out of the park for Oh, that's for you. right. On Deeply Upsetting, we talked about our our Hallmark movie that we're writing together. Oh, Swingles? Swingles. Yeah, yeah. Swingles, yeah. Hit up Deeply Upsetting if you want to hear about <laughs> Swingles because it's a fucking banger. It 100% is. It actually is, though. <laughs> I'm, I would watch that movie. Yeah, me 100%. too. 100%. It has a hat ghost. <laughs> it <laughs> so, does. It has a hat ghost. It does. <laughs> That's all you need to know. <laughs> okay. So, okay, okay. My so, plot. My plot. A COVID Christmas change of heart? Yep, that's okay. the one. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Yes. So let's let's dig in. Okay. So the time is right fucking now. And our heroine, Megan, is down on her luck. She's been cheated on by her boyfriend. She's a little older than she wants to be for how single she feels. Like almost 30. Mm, she's like 40. Oh, no. I mean, Catherine Heigl is like 42. I Googled it for okay. this. So she's her real age. Um, She's playing her real so age. So Catherine Heigl is the uh, the actress playing. Oh, fuck. Yes. It's Catherine okay. Heigl. Okay. Your favorite. Yeah, my absolute <laughs> Oh, I buried favorite. the lead on that one. Yeah, you hate Catherine Heigl. I so I chose her, her. So much. But also she's fallen all the way off because she is apparently a huge nightmare. I've heard that from multiple sources from different movies. Yeah. Everyone can't worst. stand to work with her. Yeah. So she has, you know, had the mighty have fallen. And so now she's doing this Hallmark movie. So she's playing our lovely heroine, Megan, who's also just kind of annoying, you know, in that Katherine Heigl way. Perfect casting. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So Megan has been cheated on. She's single. And she decided that, like, she's a woo girl. 2020 is her year. And then, you know, COVID hit. And so she spent a little bit of time like feeling sorry for herself, but she also has been a huge, huge fan of Christmas ever since her dad died when she was a kid because their thing was Christmas. That was like their entire thing was that they would like do the Christmas (laughs) together. So, you know, it started to come around fall time and she was feeling a little sad. And so she decided that it's time to like get back out there and find a love for Christmas. So she got on, okay, we're gonna have to like make up our own generic Tinder kind of thing for this. So it's called like matchers or something like that. Kindling. 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 Yes, perfect. Kindling. She gets on Kindling and she meets a sweet, sweet widow (laughs) named Ryan. Ryan the widow. Ryan the widow. Yeah. No kids. We're not involving the children. Okay. Ryan's just a just a regular widow. Just a straight <laughs> a childless just widow. Just a normie widow. A normie widow. Okay. Um, who, you know, also has kind of come to the same realization that like it's time to get back out there. That's what his wife, I didn't plan this, Anastasia would have wanted. Um, and so he's getting back out there, and Ryan is played by a name that you will not recognize, Barry Watson. And Barry Watson has only really been in one thing. And that is Seventh Heaven. He was the older brother, Matt, on Seventh Heaven. So he's happy to get the work. He is. Yeah, he wants the work. I think he probably like, I'm going to just guess that he quit acting because he was like a cute kid. And I think he could have done other stuff like Jessica Biel. Actually, now that I know who you're talking about, I actually do know that he was working on a follow up to Seventh Heaven called Eighth Heaven. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And for some reason, the pilot just did not track well, and they decided to dump that completely. That's surprising to me, because Seventh Heaven was so fun. His life afterwards, and like him being the father. Mm, Nice. Yeah. Also being a preacher, and then it just followed the same tropes. They also have like 22 kids. Too much. Actually, exactly. So you've seen the pilot then. I guess I saw it, and I just must have repressed it, because it didn't turn into any, it didn't come to fruition. Sure. So I was just so sad that I repressed it, but now I'm remembering. So Barry Watson is our lovely widow, Ryan, who meets Megan on uh, Kindling. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they start talking and she kind of thinks that maybe he's like a catfish because he hasn't been single in a really long time and he feels really weird about like uh, doing Zoom or like FaceTime dating or anything. And so he's always like having trouble with his camera and she just doesn't think that he's real because he's like a handsome man in his pictures and stuff like that. And it's the whole unicorn thing. Right. Yeah. And after her tragic breakup, she moved back in with her mother, who is truly her antithesis, hates Christmas, has always been a big, you know, Grinch since her husband passed, since that was like her, his and Megan's deal. Um, and also like kind of doesn't believe in COVID and oh, like no. thinks that she should go out and do stuff. And honestly, I want her to be as 
sexual and inappropriate as humanly possible in a Hallmark movie. Because, you know, a Hallmark movie, you can't be sexual at all. So I want us to just get right to the precipice, but not go off. And I think it'll be very fun because our actress playing this has never practiced restraint in anything. And it'll be fun to watch because it's played by Kathy Griffin. Wow. Oh, <laughs> yep. You got to go get it, girl. Yep, exactly. Kinda... And she's like, just go see him. And you know, she wants to say fuck him. And like, it's she's trying to work with the script. And there's definitely like fun blooper footage that none of us will ever see. Yeah. What can you do? That's in the Mar Vista vault. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and her name, of course, is Veronica. <laughs> so Definitely the perfect that, name. That's the perfect Griffin. name for Kathy yeah. Griffin. Yeah. So that is Megan's mom, who she now, you know, lives with. Unfortunately, she's not thrilled about it. Her mom keeps like busting in on her phone calls, you know, with her hot widow boyfriend, Ryan. OK, so the hijinks ensue mainly because. Megan, Catherine Heigl, is trying to convince him to like see her in real life and she's like willing to go get tested and he's not really and they're trying to like make technology work and the whole time she's, you know, thinking that maybe he's not a real person but still like having deep, deep feelings for him because he's so sweet and earnest and he also loves Christmas, of course, naturally. Sure. Um, and trying to deal with like her mom being the foil. But then her other foil is her ex-boyfriend that cheated on her Prince Edward. <laughs> prince Edward? Yeah, he's a prince, of wow. course. It's a Hallmark movie. Yeah, there that's has true. to be either okay. a talking animal or a royal. Yeah, true. Um, so her ex-boyfriend, Prince Edward, who has a terrible British accent, let me just say. And he is still obsessed with her, naturally. Um, and is trying to, you know, win her back uh via Zoom and FaceTime, all the things that, you know, hot widow Ryan won't do. Sure. Um like, I, I really hope during this entire movie, <laughs> he's referred to as Hot Widow Ryan. I mean, what an honor, really. <laughs> it's better than just Widow Ryan. <laughs> Sad Widow Ryan. Sad Widow Ryan, way yeah. worse. Yeah. It's um, more of a Lifetime Channel thing. It really yeah. is. Um, And so, you know, this foil and the one trying to get her back and that is trying to, like, do a bunch of over-the-top Christmas shit that he, like, films and puts on TikTok or something on the Royal account is played by Lance Bass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. He really needed a paycheck and he decided to play it straight for this one. Yeah, definitely straight Lance yep. Bass. Yeah. With a terrible British accent. I saw years ago a romantic comedy starring Lance Bass. What? What was it? That I don't remember the name of it. All I remember is that he like met a girl on the subway and then like they missed their stop or something. And then he started this like social me media campaign to like find her and then the, like the city in New York got behind it and they were like, gotta find her or something. Wow. And then I don't remember any of the actual specifics, but I think it had, I think that was a basic plot. And I would uh, like to see it just as bad as you think it would be. Okay. And yeah. if I remember correctly, I believe there was a Joey Fatone cameo. Nice. In it as well. Nice. And I almost you cast Joey Fatone. You got to back up your, your boys. Yeah. You got to back up I almost cast Joey Fatone. But I just feel like Lance Bass is a better Prince Edward. And I want him to be like kind of shitty and like trying too hard. So very excited about that casting. Feeling really good about it. Maybe we could have like an exclusive sync reunion song. Obviously minus Justin Timberlake because he's too famous now. Sure. But like a good, you know, everyone else in sync song for like the credits. You know? Yeah. I feel like that'd be great. Or like when Prince Edward officially gets like, you know, ousted from the whole situation. But of course her mom, Kathy Griffin, Veronica, is trying to get her to like get back together with her prince boyfriend because of well, he's you know a fucking clout. prince. Yeah. yeah clout, absolutely. Money, all that and she's Catherine like I can Heigl's live in the, like, the castle and... no it's not my Christmas dream or whatever <laughs> like some bullshit that doesn't make any sense um but that we're supposed to like feel really strongly about according to this article on goop I don't know I just assume that Catherine oh, Heigl yeah. reads goop she definitely does I feel like Catherine Heigl in real life really really wants to be best friends with Gwyneth Paltrow and Gwyneth Paltrow is like ew yeah <laughs> 100% like ew Catherine <laughs> That was my Alexis <laughs> Rose. She's like, ew, okay, TV's Catherine Heigl. <laughs> right. Just really shitty about it. Like, the awful truth is that you're a bad actress, oh, and I don't like the you. The ugly truth. The that ugly truth, yeah. So oh, it's so, it makes me so angry. I know it does. We don't have to get into yeah. that. Um, okay, so while Megan has been trying to get Ryan to, like, reveal himself so that she finds out that he's a real person, um, you know, enough time passes, and let's say that Ryan's family has, like, a bunch of money. And he's been complaining this whole time about his brother, Keith, 
who also is like not in the Christmas spirit. And Megan is like, that's so sad because Keith obviously is like a way more broken person than you, hot widow. And he's like, yeah, truly. Like he doesn't even, he's like a Scrooge almost. And they're like, oh, God forbid. But then they finally meet in real life because they get tested. And hot Scrooge Keith comes along because he already had COVID way in the early days. He's already had the antibody test. So he knows that he doesn't have it. And he comes along because he's just like, making sure that his hot widow brother doesn't get murdered and they fall in love. She has no chemistry with hot widow Ryan. No. None at all. So wait, Keith is, help me follow through here. Hot widow Ryan's brother, the one that has no Christmas spirit at all. And she's like felt bad and angry about him this entire time. But then they meet and he's like kind of a bad boy. And that's why he's played by Joey Lawrence. Joey Lawrence. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa, indeed. In case anybody didn't know. So you got like a while you were sleeping thing happening along mm-hmm. with like um the one of those movies where the woman falls in love with the prince. Yep, exactly. One of the 8,000 of those one movies. One million. Yeah. But also Joey Lawrence like a, a badass because he like survived COVID. And, you know, Catherine Heigl's character is like a big germaphobe, of course. Like, you know, she's prim and proper and she sure. only loves Christmas and she has no other personality points. Um, and so he's like kind of a badass and he's like kind of, you know, he's lived a lot of life out here. And he plays it off the cuff. He's like, listen, Catherine Heigl, mm-hmm. I don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Exactly. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm such a planner. I'm type A. Woo. And like. It's all shocking to us all. I hope she does viewers. actually yell like, I'm type A. <laughs> Just like a weird, awkward squawking noise. Yes, General 100%. squawking. Okay, so I didn't plan this, but I'm feeling guilty now about Hot Widow Ryan. And I didn't even think about like what was going to happen to him. I feel bad about that because he deserves better. He's like a nice guy. He's just really vanilla. Um, and Catherine Heigl is also vanilla. And so she was looking for someone with a little like spice, I suppose. So Joey Lawrence, of course. So I'm going to say that Hot Widow Ryan... Um, gets together with Prince Edward, who's changed his ways. The prince. That, or you get like cougar mom Kathy Griffin. Oh, yeah. To like get wine drunk and like go after Hot Widow Ryan. True. I mean, that would be fun. And then she just like rocks his world. But see, they couldn't show that in the Hallmark. And movie. then he has like a sexual awakening mm. because Kathy Griffin just like dicked him down really good. I feel like we're going to have a less likely chance of having sexual awakening Kathy Griffin. And honestly, a more likely chance at this point in time of having like a very, very chaste gay relationship where we never see them like kiss on the mouth. I feel like that is more likely to happen. It'll just be like ever so light. But it's also Hallmark Channel. So showing the gays unless it's like, well, maybe they're trying to like gay best friend. Maybe they're trying to like turn over a new leaf. Maybe. And so they just like have long stealing glances at each other and that's it. But they never touch each other's human forms it's like vi- oh, barely barely alluded to and then that's all we we're like is there something happening nope and then just scene change right they just become like really good friends and like roommates or something <laughs> <laughs> they become roommates at the fucking the, castle the hijinks the king shows up exactly. and like the, the prince is wearing you know uh, hot widow ryan's like <laughs> college sweatshirt exactly and it's like oh they might know mm-hmm. the prince didn't go to brown you know, the... <laughs> they were just close friends. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's it. So they all live happily ever after. Joey Lawrence and Catherine Heigl get together and they have like beautiful Christmases with their child. And Joey Lawrence does not die like Catherine Heigl's dad did. Um, Kathy Griffin shows up and like has been turned on sexually by the spirit of Christmas, I guess. Right. I don't really know. Yeah, absolutely. And then we have a secret gay relationship that will never, ever, ever, ever be able to talk about from the seventh heaven guy and lance bass and that is a covid christmas change wow, of heart oh there's so much happening in that well there's lots of changes of heart and many COVID. many heart changes many covids or, <laughs> well no COVID. no covids yeah. except for joey lawrence before the movie yeah but he was fine he just had like the the light flu version. he just like went and sat in a sweat shed for like four days and like, yeah, sweated totally. it all out and it was fine he took like the hydro codone or Chlor- hydrochloroquine Chlor- yeah, yeah yeah it was risky he injected bleach he, he totally was like I'm injected good. bleach oh no he can't be a trump supporter no 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 he just like was like that guy's an idiot but maybe that's a point <laughs> maybe he's making some points here with the bleach injection like if you actually cut all the sleeves off your flannels you cannot catch covid it's just science <laughs> 
that that makes a lot of sense. It does. Actually. It really does. Especially if you rip them rather than cutting them, that just makes sense. Well, it's just science. It's it's that uh old trope of if your gun's out, then the sun's out. Yes. And as everyone knows, COVID flourishes in colder temperatures. So if the sun is out, it's less likely to actually affect you. True. So again, just science. It's just science, everyone. Yeah. You're welcome. Calm down. It's just science. <laughs> Calm down, everybody. We've got it under control. It's just science. Just science. <sighs> okay. So that's that's that. Okay. And I feel fine you about f- it. Feel cleansed mm-hmm. by. Uh... I feel like I mean it's no. Oh God, I wish I had one of those like amazing romance author um of a Hallmark movie names, but I don't. I don't think they actually exist. I think they just throw a random name they make up on the top just to make it sound like it's something important. Oh, shit. When I was in high school, I decided that I was going to write uh, romance novels. Went through a phase. Just decided that I was going to be the next, you know, whatever the big um, romance was, was novel it Nora is. Nora Roberts or something? Yeah, Nora or, Roberts or something yeah. like that. And I did come up with my name that apparently I have repressed until this moment and it just returned. And my romance novel name is Anastasia Diamonds. So I wow. guess that's what I would do. So a, a COVID Christmas change of heart r- based on the novel by Anastasia Diamonds. That's either a romance novelist or a female rapper. Like Anastasia Diamonds? Anastasia Diamonds. I feel like that's too long. You can't really rap that. Annie Diamonds? Annie Diamonds doesn't have the same ring to it anastasia is a wealthy name no matter what and diamonds just like reiterates that so it's supposed to be like i'm a wealthy woman of the erotic wealthy. sphere <laughs> perfect so anastasia diamonds anastasia Di- wow i really honestly forgot about that for the past maybe like five years <laughs> so that's huge so coming soon to hallmark channel anastasia diamonds presents mm-hmm. a covid christmas change of heart mm-hmm that's Perfect. the one. That's the one. I'm excited for this trailer. I'm excited for Grandpa got run over by a spaceship. Yes. He yeah. did, in fact, get run over by a spaceship. <laughs> Love the, you know, the gender swap there. It's important. And it's and primarily because the casting that I wanted for Grandpa okay. was very oh, important. Oh, no. I'm so. scared. So is it Johnny Knoxville is bad grandpa. No, it's not a bad grandpa <laughs> crossover. Bad Grandpa got run over by a spaceship. That's the sequel. <laughs> Uh, where it's Johnny Knoxville, who's the next door neighbor grandpa, gets run <laughs> over by another spaceship. God, they should really see that coming. Grandpa should stay inside. Grandpa really should stay inside. <laughs> so, opening sequence. Okay. Huge blizzard. Mm-hmm. This uh, two people with two different sleds with sled dogs are traveling through the snow, and the blizzard's getting too much, and. It's a male and a female, and the male is just like, I'll go ahead to see if I can find a way through. And there's just like snow drifts, and it's like barely seen. And she keeps screaming, come back. We've got to turn back. And he's like, no, I think we can get through. Terrifying. And then then she's like, you know, like, Trevor, Trevor. And then it just cuts to black. Oh, no, Trevor. So then it goes to like four years later. And come to find out, uh, Trevor and uh, Eliza, that was the woman that was yelling Trevor, they were married and they were uh, they raised sled dogs and did like competitive like uh, sled dog racing in uh, the north, like sure. up in like Alaska area. Yeah. And uh, they were trying to get through to try to save other people that were trapped in, in the snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Trevor ended up dying. Wow. And so this is like discussed in a conversation with her and her dad that she lives with now. Sure. Uh, he helps her with like raising their kid you know who's mm. about you know what's the best precocious age like eight mm. six like six six okay so the kid was like two when the yeah. dad died so doesn't really remember dad too much um just the just stories mostly right um it just goes around in the entire movie it's just like i'm precocious and that's it love that yeah perfect so did you cast him i did not cast the kid because who fucking cares um True. And also, adorable child there's I understand that the arc of like a child actor is limited. Well, they'll well they will swan dive pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But if you're done by six, yeah, where you're a like grade Z actor that you made it enough to be a recognizable name, but you're now in Hallmark movies. Oof. That's a hard turn. That's really tragic. You gotta get to like early teens, yeah. before you get shat out the bottom of Hollywood, right? So I I didn't feel like it was uh, responsible for of me to uh 
prematurely end a child's career by True. putting them unless in a you're Hallmark just movie. like born into it and you're like Tori Spelling's child, right? Yeah, is like and then this is your legacy. An Anna say Spelling. What Anna say? Anna say. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, I just made something up. Okay. Yeah, that's painful. Yeah. she would do that though. She would. Uh, so okay, so it's it's realized that it's been about four years uh, that this is now a widow. Got to have widows in there. You got to. So she's a widow. She's got like a six-year-old precocious child uh, living with the father. Um, Eliza Snow is the last name. Love it. Is played by Candace Cameron. Of course, yeah. And then the grandfather, who uh, who might run into some trouble oh. uh, in, shortly in this story, is played by one, the one and only Henry Winkler. Wow. So love the Henry Winkler. I've seen him in Hallmark movies before, too. Oh, wow. And he still... Steals every scene. Yeah, I'm even sure. in a, even in a Hallmark movie, he's still a lot of fun to watch. So I'm super well, into Candace it. Cameron honestly has the screen presence of a saltine, and that just is the fact. I think she just has an entire life of a saltine. I don't think that there's anything of uh. any value or excitement that happens to her in her life whatsoever. And for all I know, she's got like a weird sex murder dungeon thing happening Ooh. in her basement, and that nobody knows about. And she's in some really weird dark shit. And that would be amazing, honestly. I think that would revitalize her career. But honestly, no. love that for her. Yeah, she's definitely like sister of Kirk mm-hmm. uh, kind of level of saltine happening. So wait, what are Kirk Cameron? They're related. Kirk and Candace Cameron. Yeah. They're <gasps> brother and sister. Where have I been? I don't know. That's why they're both super Jesus-y. They were raised like ultra religious. Wow. Okay. All right. Got it. Yeah. So see, you learn things from smack my pitch up. Truly. It's I always an, am learning things. I've been telling Apple, uh, mm-hmm. Apple podcast. This mm-hmm. is an educational show. Clearly. And they're like, no, you say dicks a lot. It's a comedy. And I'm like, come on. You... People need to learn about dicks. They do need to learn about dicks. Unfortunately, not nearly enough dicks in this movie. No. Because Hallmark. But so Eliza is being like kind of coached by Henry Winkler. Like mm-hmm. you got to get out there. And he's Grandpa Walt. Of course. Yeah. Good, good, solid grandpa Great name. Great grandpa name. So he's like, you got to get about out there. I miss him too. I miss Trevor too. Like, mm-hmm. but you know, the boy needs a father. You need a husband. Like sure, it's course. Hallmark. So we're not even yeah. like, you need to get back out there and just like meet somebody nice. It's like, you need to marry someone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, um, there's no one on this planet for me. Right. Okay. So set up. So good to go. So uh, cut to, they live in a, a very, very rural area. They raise snow dogs in like the Alaskan tundra. And wow. the like nearest t- town is like 20 miles away. Um, and they go there for supplies and stuff, but they're out in the middle of nowhere. So cut to uh, a really shoddily together, uh, put together set of the helm of a spaceship. And military satellites are shooting at it. And it's, it's cutting through really bad CGI of the spaceship, like dodging laser beam shots from satellites as it's trying to enter Earth or its Earth's orbit. And it gets shot. And it comes tearing through the sky above Alaska with smoke billowing out in the day as Henry Winkler is feeding the dogs that are outside. And he's oh like, my God, he's like feeding up near the barn. And here comes this spaceship that's like flying and uh, and coming right for him. And he starts running and he's running from it. It's like a, a, a what's it a North by Northwest, the where the plane is chasing him through the field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's like that scene, but with a spaceship and Henry Winkler running wow. with his little fisherman hat, even though it's like fucking like negative 12 degrees. Right. He doesn't give a shit. <laughs> That's his look. And so he ends up um, like ducking just in time, but he ends up breaking his leg. Oh, no. Yeah. Ends up breaking his leg and uh, and the spaceship like crashes into the barn. So it's like hidden away. It doesn't knock down the barn, but it like crashes into it. So the barn's still standing. The spaceship's inside the barn. And then uh, Henry Winkler's like hurt and then uh eliza comes out to check out the commotion and sees that there's like smoke billowing from the barn so she makes sure that her dad's okay and he's okay he's just you know got a broken leg and he's in a lot of pain um and then she goes to check out the barn and sees that there's this crashed spaceship right and so as she's looking at it you see like this hatch open up Mm -hmm. and a silver suit covered creature coming out of the spaceship and hot it looks like a weird creepy alien there's like a weird face on this thing it looks like a weird scary creature and turns out that's just like the helmet the mm-hmm. space helmet that it wears and takes it off revealing that the alien is in fact james vanderbeek 
Wow. Best case scenario. Yes. And he tries to play it off like he's an experimental pilot Mm -hmm. for the U.S. military, but she's not quite buying it, but she can't begin to accept the fact that this is actually an alien. Yeah, of course not. So she's holding on to that lie. Yeah. Just a little bit, just like accepting it for now, Mm -hmm. even though she doesn't quite buy it. Right. And uh, she asks, you know, what's your name? And he's like, I am uh, Hugh, Hugh Mann. Wow. Yeah. No. She's like, nice to meet you, Hugh. Oh, my God. Yes. So so upset. So they take Henry Winkler into town. Mm -hmm. He gets a cast on his foot. And, you know, they, they live a hard life. They need help around the farm. And uh, or helping with the sled dogs and feeding them mm-hmm. and like chores around the uh, the uh, ranch and everything. So Hugh, ag- they strike a deal that Hugh agrees to help out with Grandpa's chores in exchange for room and board mm-hmm. when he prepares for his trip. He said that he he was heading in the right direction, but he just make didn't make it all the way. That he was actually heading for the North Pole. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, Eliza is asking, you know, why are you going to the North Pole? And he's like, research. It has to do with like special a special mission that I'm on. And she keeps prying, and you get a little bit more information and a little bit more information, uh, steadily giving you an idea that it may have something to do with Santa Claus. Wow. Now, Eliza, because of when Trevor died, she's always been a huge fan of Christmas, but she hasn't been celebrating in the last, like, four years because it's too painful. Right. But as she's talking about, like, Santa Claus with Hugh Mann, and they're talking about... I will never be okay about that. Never be okay with it? No. Okay, well... (laughs) <laughs> I love it and I hate it. Agree to disagree. I mostly hate you. That's, I get that. Okay, I very cool. much get that. We're on the same page. So she's talking to Hugh Mann who just doesn't seem to have a real understanding of Christmas and the reason behind it. And then he has this weird bone to pick with Santa oh. where he thinks Santa's just this piece of shit. Wow. And he just hates him. And she's like, no, Santa represents like the the spirit of giving. It's not so much a person, but like an idea and what it, it's about giving to the world and like and caring about people and like respecting people and like giving to those that are like more disenfranchised than you and just the the idea the spirit of Christmas you know mm-hmm. and human at first has a l- little bit of a struggle kind of understanding that very hu- human concept even though he is human he he struggles with it but as he starts to spend more time with um, Eliza and her uh, unnamed child. <laughs> That's just like, I'm precocious. And right. Human is like, yes, you are, child. And then just hard pat on top of head. <laughs> he starts to realize that there's this warmth to this family. Even in the worst situations where the father died years ago, the kid never really got to knew that, know their father. Like, right. it's this really sad situation. There's still this warmth and love that comes, like, emanating off of them. They're just genuinely good people, hardworking, rural Alaskan people. Salt of the earth. Salt of the earth people. And he starts to really understand the nature, the like human nature, like the best parts of human nature. And there seems to be something that's developing between him and Eliza that mm. she's starting to, as she's talking about Christmas more and wanting to kind of get Hugh into the spirit of Christmas more, they're like decorating, they're building a snowman and doing all these uh-huh. cute holiday things to kind of teach him about Christmas. She's starting to get into it as well and really beginning to celebrate Christmas for the first time since her husband died. And so the the magic of the holiday is really affecting them both. Uh, Hugh for the first time and Eliz- uh, Eliza since the first time since her husband died. And then one night, one one cold night where they're all tucked away and, you know, the kid's in bed and Henry Winkler has passed out in a recliner and they go and they're sitting in the kitchen just talking and drinking eggnog and mm-hmm. and flirting. Hugh comes out with it and tells her the whole story mm-hmm. is that he's actually from... Um, the planet Klaus. Oh, wow. And he is of a species known as the, the elves, the elves as, as some people pronounce it. And <laughs> a uh, experimental uh, aircraft or spacecraft mm-hmm. was stolen from them hundreds of years ago by one of their pilots mm-hmm. uh, by the name of uh, Santa. And <laughs> It was faster than light travel, which explains why Santa can get to all the houses in one night mm-hmm, is he uses mm-hmm. this, uh, this sp- alien spacecraft <laughs> to get to all the children on Earth to give. <laughs> and the reason that Santa stole it was un- unknown to 
to uh, to human. He just knows that his species has not been able to recreate this special technology since. Mm-hmm. And uh, with their planet dying, they need this technology to survive. And so he's explaining this to her that like Santa's an alien. He's an alien of the same species as Santa and that he's there to take back the technology so his, his species can survive. And, uh, and of course she doesn't believe him. Right. And she thinks like maybe that wreck, like he banged his head harder than she thought. And, yeah. or maybe he's just crazy. And like, um, she, she kind of like dismisses it and he's of course heartbroken. Right. And he says the reason he's there is that he needs to get to the North pole and that he was hoping that she could take him with her sled dogs, uh, to the North pole so that he can face Santa and get his tech, technology back of course she denies him and uh and they go to bed well she wakes up in the morning and some of her sled dogs and one of her sleds is gone oh wow he was taking it and he is not an experienced sled dog person there's some scenes in the movie where she's teaching him how to do the sledding stuff montages montages of sledding yes uh teaching him you know what she does and he's you know gets the basic idea but he's terrible at it Mm mm-hmm so and he makes that's some. He, he makes friends with one of the dogs, and there's that moment of like, oh, they don't like just anybody. Like that's really interesting Aww. that they like you, and the dogs like, oh, I like you, and jumping up on him. <laughs> uh, sure, talking dogs. Love fuck when it. dogs say that. Yeah. yeah, sure. Why not? So she realizes that that Hugh is out with her dogs and heading towards the North Pole, and he has no idea what he's doing. And uh, there's no one that's anywhere even close that they're going to be able to get to him as quick as she could. Mm-hmm. So she takes off with the other sled dogs to chase him thus kind of turning into a similar situation that she was in with her husband four years before. And so as she's chasing, uh, chasing him down and heading towards the North pole, uh, the weather's getting a little bit rougher and a little bit rougher. And finally she does actually catch up to Hugh, uh, not far out from what he has said is where Santa lives in the North pole. And, uh, and the weather's really bad and they have to like shelter, like dig into the snow and create like a temporary shelter in this, in a snow bank in order to survive the worst of the snow and the dogs are in there with them. And it's like this really, like really close quarter situation and they kiss for the first time. Ooh. And she says, you know, that I don't know if you're crazy or if you're an alien or you're just pulling my leg, but you know, I can't deny that there's something here. Does she really say you're just pulling my leg in the script? I hope she does. She says pulling my leg. Of course she does. Definitely. Of course she does. Cameron, Candace Cameron wrote that into the script. She, yeah, that wasn't in the script, but she's (laughs) like, I always say pulling my leg. So (laughs) it's got, it's like a trademark. It is. So the next morning, most of the storm has subsided and they're closer to way closer to where the North pole is supposed to be than where their home is. Mm -hmm. So Hugh man convinces Eliza snow to go with him to, find the North pole. And in her mind, you know, she's like, if we go and there isn't a North pole there, will you drop this? And you can just like move on. And he's like, then if, if it's not there, then I'm crazy. And right. And you're, you're right. I'm crazy. I'll get help. And then I will drop this completely. And she's like, okay, cool. You know, maybe, maybe this is what he needs. So she follows him. And once you know it, they crest this hill and there's full on, like Santa land. I mean, oh, like wow. everything looks like it's made out of fucking candy. Mm-hmm. Like it's just like a really big house with like a bunch of snowmen in front of it. And there's like fucking cotton candy smoke coming out of the chimney. It looks like something out of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And so she's like blown away. And then she looks up at him like, oh fuck, if Santa's real, then maybe like he is an alien. Like this is yeah. crazy. And so they agree to like sneak in, uh, later on that night. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, day and night happens a little bit differently, but sure. fuck it. We're not even going to worry about this Doesn't for matter. a Hallmark movie. Yeah. So when it's dark, they go and they try to sneak into uh, Santa's stables where mm-hmm. he keeps the sleigh and the reindeer and therefore probably the space technology that he's mm-hmm. converted to to uh, visit all the children. And Hugh Mann is a little bit conflicted at this point because he does know that if he takes the technology away, then the kids aren't going to have presents on Christmas. Yeah, There's no way for Santa to do his work. But on the other hand his planet is dying and his people will suffer from it. And so because of that, like he decides to go through with it and Eliza's like, yeah, I mean, you can't let your people die. That sucks for the kids, but at, at least they're just going to, they're still going to live. Presence. They're just yeah. out of presence. Like it sucks for the kids, but you know, uh, better than dead people. So wow, she's like, reluctantly. Heavy shit, man. yeah. And then he gets caught by Santa. And then there's like a very well uh, choreographed 
not at all well choreographed uh, right. fight scene between Santa Claus and Hugh Man. Do you have Santa cast? I do uh, have Santa cast. That is played by Eric Roberts. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The big reveal, Eric Roberts, he's been in a ton of those Hallmark movies. Yes. But he was also uh, Fal- Falcone in the Dark Knight movies. Mm-hmm. Um, or in, in at least Batman Begins and uh, The Dark Knight, mm-hmm. he was, as well as a bunch of other stuff. But yeah, you, if you don't recognize the name, you definitely will recognize the actor. Yes. So they're fighting. It's James Vanderbeek and Eric Roberts. Lovely. And, uh, and Santa gets the better of him. And like knocks him out, and uh, and then when they wake up, he's in a bed like not tied up. He's in like a bed that's way too small for him, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like in Santa's like workshop. And there's like elves that are uh, you know bigger than you think elves would be, but they're still right. they're still like smaller. And then there's Santa who's like not big himself. He's just a chub, mm-hmm. a big old chub. But it's clearly like fake padding on Eric yeah. Roberts because yeah. he's not a chubby dude. No, and. Uh, Santa starts this long monologue about the fact that like he knew this day would come, that one of his people would come to try to take the technology back, but he won't let them do that. Not with what they had planned. And, um, you know, he, he used their, their, their weapon for good, not evil. And, you know, humans confused and come to find out his species wasn't dying. That's a thing that they've been saying for hundreds of years as an excuse for, to basically enslave their own people. Um, and what it really is, is that they had created this technology so they can take over the universe. Um, and it's a technology that they be able to like get to any point at any period of time. And they could have massive, like armies of spaceships be able to invade within a split second across the galaxy. Okay. And so Santa being the warm hearted person that he is decided to steal the prototype, uh, so that the, the galaxy was safe. Right. And, uh, and he was the one that created the technology too. Wow. Santa Santa was. So so he was gone so the people couldn't recreate it and the prototype was gone. And uh he didn't want to be an Oppenheimer character, you know, like he didn't want to be regretful of his creation. And uh so now that Hugh Man realizes that like his people are safe, uh they they're not, you know, they're not gonna die without this technology, and this technology is being used for goods, so he has no reason to steal it anymore. And he can fully embrace the spirit of Christmas uh, and, and he changes his tune. And there's this moment of that. Eliza realizes that, that he is an alien, but he's like a good alien. And uh, Santa's also an alien and he's real. And like, she's really fucking freaked out about it. Yeah. That's so much information. That's a lot of information. Not only is Santa real, but also aliens are real. And also the dude that you were making out with in a snowbank with a bunch of, uh, of huskies yeah. uh, is an alien as well. Uh, the first dude that you've kissed since your husband died. Jesus. And uh, and so she's a little weirded out, but like Hugh is super into it. He's like, cool. Well, like I'm cool with sticking around then. Like, cause fuck my like government that sent me out to like murder Santa and steal his technology. Like I'm with Santa on this one. Like this makes way more sense. I've felt the Christmas spirit and the good that humanity has. And I'm super down with that. Like that's, that's, that's soups chill. God. And uh and yeah, even Eliza's like soups chill, don't just don't. You must be pulling my leg again. You're pulling my leg and he's like ha 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 ha. <laughs> also, I really want James Vanderbeek to play this as wooden as humanly possible. Yes, please. Like he doesn't have any kind of like human like human human uh like characteristics at all. I also need a secondary character of humanity. Humanity? <laughs> that's that's his pet actually. His pet manatee. He has this <laughs> manatee that just lays in the snow and like makes terrible moaning noises because it's dying because it's yeah, not i don't think they're supposed to be there it's not supposed to be there yeah, yeah. so that's a, a added mm-hmm. feature yeah i a think bonus that's, feature. That, that's a bonus feature that's in the uh, director's cut is humanity <laughs> that is a cinematic experience yeah i was not ready for all that yeah i didn't uh go as detailed as you did now i feel like maybe i should have <laughs> no, i think i went too far <laughs> yours was Yours is ready to be made tomorrow. <laughs> it's got all the bases covered. You've mm-hmm. got the widow. You've mm-hmm. got the precocious child. You've mm-hmm. got the warm, loving, playful, and goofy grandfather. Yeah. You've got the kind of weirdo love interest that mm-hmm. isn't quite real. Like it was, it, it, he's not like a nutcracker that comes to life yeah. or a fucking ghost in a B&B. Mm-hmm. 
but he is an alien. Yep. So yeah, it can be super. And you've got the bland female character. Bland female character that has no characteristics whatsoever None. of her own besides the fact that she's this tragic character whose husband died. Yep. And that's it. And that's... she likes Christmas. And she likes Christmas and dogs. Yep. Cool. Yeah. Woo. She sounds like a dream. Total dream. And then you've got like a fist fight with Santa. Wow. Great. Super great. Um, and then, and also like just added bonus, you've got like a laser fight, like right at the beginning of the movie. Amazing. You have spaceships. I would watch it. Yeah. 10 out of 10. So Mar Vista, mm-hmm. more like Mars Vista. Cause we're talking about space. Oh fuck. Now they're never going to do it. Yeah, probably not. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it is embarrassing. So that is my, uh, grandpa got run over by a spaceship. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. You love it? Yes. Thank you. All right. So thank you for sharing that. With- Candace Cameron, mm-hmm. reach out to me. I'll punch out a script real quick. Mm-hmm. We'll get with your people at Mar Vista. Mm-hmm. Get this knocked out for 2021. Yep. Say a prayer about it. We'll make it happen. Absolutely have to. <laughs> we need this to happen. I do. It's for me, Cameron, Candace. Okay. So we are at the point now where normally we'd do like mashups or something like that. Yeah. But I think in the spirit of the holiday, mm-hmm. and this is not rehearsed. We haven't talked about this before oh, great. at all, but- Instead of a mashup, because how do you mash up something with a Hallmark movie? Right. I think more to the point would be, what do you mash up with Christmas? Like, what non-Christmas property of TV or film would you make into a Christmas movie or TV show? Okay. I I, I can throw out a couple ideas. Yes, please. Okay. <laughs> so, what if Cheers mm-hmm. was a bar in the North Pole? Ooh, okay. And like you have all the characters being basically the same characters, but they're elf versions like Cliff, who's the mailman, yep. is the guy that handles all the notes, all the letters to Santa. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, he's bogged the fuck down. Yeah. So he drinks a lot. Yeah. You know, and so it's just like, and it's eggnogs instead of beers. Yep. You know, Norm comes in, it's like, Norm, and he's like, grab me an eggnog. and Perfect. And it's just cheers with all the same tropes and everything, except it's set in the North Pole with elves. I love that. Yeah. What if Shit's Creek was that the Rose family, rather than like being kicked out of their like moneyed lifestyle, was kicked out of the North Pole where they were like upper echelon North Pole citizens. And so they're always referencing how they know Santa. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> I would love that. And everyone's like, okay, yeah, all right. And but they like reference all of these like obscure elves. And weird, like, elf orgies, <laughs> that kind of thing. And you can have, like, an open mic night mm-hmm. at a local, like, I don't know, apothecary. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and one of them goes up and starts singing, like, an acoustic version of Let It Snow, but it's, like, June. Right. So everybody's really confused. <laughs> but everyone gets really into it. And they move to, say, a town that doesn't normally like Christmas. Oh, yeah, the at, town with no Christmas. The town with no Christmas. So by the time it gets, and they got, get there in, like, June. Yeah. So by the time it gets to Christmas time, people have like warmed up to them and everything yep. and they start to really like celebrate Christmas and they become like they make this town into like one of the most like yep. Christmassy towns ever. And speaking of which, if you wanted to do a film version, it could be Footloose. But instead of the town with no dancing, it's the town with no Christmas. Wow. And I'm into he, it. he like loves Christmas. I'm into it. Me that's, too. That's fucking great. Yes. Hell yeah. All right. We have one thing left. The trailer. The Z trailers. Ooh, I'm ready. So clearly we, we only have one version of piece, so I'll be doing Grandpa Got Run Over by a Spaceship. You've got a COVID Christmas change of heart. I do. Is your trailer there. It so is. let me get the music queued up. Okay. After being royally embarrassed by her cheating boyfriend, <laughs> Megan trades in Prince Edward for Prince Charming. Or is he? Catherine Heigl plays our unlucky in love heroine who's wondering, is there a possibility for love during the time of COVID? Join us in A COVID Christmas Change of Heart, only on the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel, to find out if it'll be Hot Widow Ryan, played by Barry Watson, or his bad boy, COVID-positive brother Keith, played by Joey Lawrence, at 8, 7 Central. Yay. Yay. I thought, yeah, you just definitely worked with the wordplay on that one a little bit. Oh, much, many wordplays. <laughs> much wordplays. Many laugh. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> I hope many laugh. Let's see. I've got my uh, my sci-fi um, I can't soon wait. to be classic here. Then. Definitely. A Christmas must watch. All right. Well, let's get this going. Here we go. Mm-hmm. 
Grandpa got run over by a spaceship. Can't wait. In the great white north lies a family that has been struck by tragedy. And it takes one man that's out of this world to turn things around. This holiday season, join Hugh Mann, played by James Vanderbeek, as he learns about Christmas and about love. Meet Eliza Snow, a widow trying to raise a son with the help of her wild and weird father, Grandpa Wolf, played by Henry Winkler. Eliza Snow, Candace Cameron, finds love in the weirdest places. A man that crashed into her barn in a spaceship. And together, they take a trip to the North Pole to find Santa, the alien. This Christmas season, watch a movie that's out of this world. Grandpa got run over by a spaceship. This Thursday, during 12 Days of Christmas on the Hallmark Channel. Nice. Yay. I don't think I said a single thing about Christmas in my trailer. Oh, no, you were just like, fuck Christmas. <laughs> fuck Christmas. <laughs> now, I also didn't say anything about Santa played by Eric Roberts. No. Um. So, yeah, who knows? We're not good at the trailers thing, which would we be kind of helpful for a show where that's like the whole climax of Every the... single time I come on the show, I'm always like, man, should have written down my trailer. Sure didn't. <laughs> I'm at 60-something, maybe 70-something of these episodes now, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think once wrote, have written out the trailer. So nope. I think that's... More, well, A, I'm lazy. Yeah. But also B, because it just makes any of my guests that do write out the trailer immediately better than me. True. So it's helpful. And then I'm on the show and you're like, whew, got that one. Yeah. (laughs) Fucking nailed that shit. I think that present me has so much confidence in future me. Totally unfounded, but also like inspirational. (laughs) But I really think that future me is going to be so much better present me i run into that with the trailers all the time it's like that whole thing if you're thinking about a song that you want to sing and in your brain you can mm-hmm. rock that song so oh, hard yeah. mm-hmm. it's like i also apparently know martial arts in my head mm-hmm. but when it comes to like in the world where like physics are is involved yep. doesn't mm-hmm. really work quite as well yep so yeah it's one of those as also with the trailers of being like oh, i'm gonna nail this i'm, I'm so off the cuff i can totally nail a trip uh, there's a guy and he does stuff <laughs> yeah and you're just <laughs> trying so <laughs> if you want to try your hand at a at a great idea for a future smack my pitch up episode uh, th- go ahead leave a trailer for what you want to uh oh my God, want to hear please. I'll, I'll fucking play it on an episode especially a hallmark trailer a hallmark trailer would be amazing uh, additionally if yeah let us know what you want to hear on future episodes what you liked about previous episodes who you liked that you heard on an episode so i can make sure that they return in the not too distant future uh definitely join our social media all that stuff's at guipodcast.com Rate, review, subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts and can review and all that stuff. Apple Podcasts or uh, also Podchaser is a great place to leave reviews for this or any of the other shows on the Geeks Under the Influence Network. Speaking of other shows on the network, you've got a little show with a little shitty co-host, but he's the worst. I'm trying to replace him. That's fair. (laughs) Like any day now. I've got many, many prospects. Many so, prospects. Many prospects. <laughs> <laughs> so one of these days I'll have a better co-host, but for right now it's Mike the Hobbit. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Deeply Upsetting, and it is. Very ups- Yeah, it's, it's upsetting. It's pretty fucked, but to, we love it. To the point where every single episode, each of us upsets the other one. Oh, at one point, every time. Every single time. Mm-hmm. It's great. It's a very good time. It's our fucked up little love child, and we love her. Uh, even, even though we have to lock it in the attic most of the time and keep most it away the from time, visitors, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it hisses at people. <laughs> it does. You never, never want a love child that hisses at people. <laughs> it's bitey. Oh no! So listen to that bitey podcast. Definitely. Also available at guipodcast.com or anywhere you get your shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, rate, review, subscribe on that one as well as uh, smack my pitch up, and we'll find you next time here for another uh, reboot, remake, or reimagining in the world of, uh, of, of this uh, network here. So thank you so much for listening. I'm Mike the Hobbit, and you just got pitch snapped. GUIPodcast.com Podcast.com. <laughs>
My name is Amy Bogard. And I'm Mike the Hobbit. And we are the hosts of Deeply Upsetting, where we use our expertise to answer your most upsetting hypothetical quandaries, such as what non-wigged animal deserves wings? And what body part deserves a secret mouth? Which cryptid is the worst roommate? These questions and more that plague you will be answered on Deeply Upsetting, available anywhere you get your podcasts and at GUIPodcast.com. Coming straight from the mouths of madness, I'm Lowdown. I'm F.U. Hunter. Do you love horror? We fucking do. So this is a podcast dedicated to all things in cinematic horror. We're talking movies, television, composers, special effects artists. We're going to fucking cover it. So if you love horror, embrace the madness. Hey guys, Scotty Big Daddy Preston here. That's right, the Geek Father asking you to join me here every other week with friends and family of the GUI Network as we go through all the trials and tribulations of being a geeky parent. So remember, join us or cry.